Ken, it used to be, you know, you used to have, where's the reel-to-reels, the turntables? You're, you're delivering the beer versus don't bruise the wine. For the most part, you know, I got the best job in town. That guy right there you just heard, he's been a major part of your entertainment life here in Lacrosse for decades. That is Art Fay, director of the Lacrosse Center. He's had that title for uh, about 20 years now. He's seen the center through some really big times, some big shows, and some big changes that we're all aware of. I'm Ken Cooper, and this is Around River City. It's a podcast where I get to know the people that make the River City area such a cool place to live. Art will talk about the day-to-day life of an event center manager. Spoiler alert, it's not always as glamorous as you'd think. We'll also talk about the future of the center and the biggest show that he and likely all of us can remember coming to the Lacrosse Center. We'll get into it with Lacrosse Center director Art Fay next on Around River City. This is Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper, and this time around, I'm talking with Art Fay, director of the Lacrosse Center. You know, I found out talking with Art that there's a lot of work that goes on on the business side of the business, but all of us get to just see the performance side of things. So the first thing I asked Art is if he sees himself as being in the performance or in the arts world. Uh, there's a little piece of it, but, you know, it's kind of like uh, we're not a theater, and the people in the theater are really into the arts. You know, when you do an arena, it's kind of like, you know, uh, you're, you're delivering the beer versus don't bruise the wine. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, quite a different, it's quite a different approach. You know, it's, it's, it's a big, hard, you know, loud arena. It's, it hasn't got the ambiance of what a, a theater environment would well, be. But a concert coming to town, that's an artistic performance. It is. It is. You know, but Papa Roach is different than... You know, uh, Miss Saigon. <laughs> I think that's good. Well, it is. I then mean, we have places for both. There is. I mean, you get somebody like you know Rob Zombie coming in. You know, he's very theatrical. Yeah, it's just it's just <laughs> raw. <laughs> so, are we? Are you able to talk about any of the like crazy stuff that is? Have you ever been shocked by an artist's behavior, or has anything like that? Do those stories really happen? Um, there's some. There's some out there, you know, I haven't been shocked by it. I guess I've been around it long enough and I got yeah. kind of used to, you know, some of the stuff that's going on and, you know, um, you know, I wouldn't name any artist by name, but, you know, there's been strange stuff that's happened. Oh, God. Can you say at least no names, but yeah. something strange that happened? Well, we had, we had one, one artist come in and they got real wild and they, you know, they tore the, tore the drop ceiling down, piled up all the furniture in one particular room and, you know, uh. On purpose. Oh, on purpose. Their, 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 their mission was going, there was the last part of their tour, and then from building to building, they were trying to get more destructive as they went along. Oh. You know, but what happened was we just held money out of the settlement, and we got a new dressing room out of it. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't care. <laughs> I suppose not. And you, if they're doing this as they go, you must talk to the other We, we knew it was coming. Yeah. We knew it was coming. We tried to avoid as much as we could, you know. So you just, well, you give them the dressing room and you put in all the stuff you want to get rid of anyway. <laughs> it's a little right. bit of that. They didn't well, get the A-team, uh, the A-team furniture. Yeah. <laughs> How did you come to be at the Lacrosse Center? You know, that, that was, I kind of backed into this, you know. Your title is? Director, Director. of Lacrosse Center. And I also am going to want to know your kind of a job description, because I'm guessing <laughs> you do a million and a half things. Yeah, I, yeah, we, we do. I mean, we're a, we're a, 
a big building in a small town, and we got a small staff, so we all wear a lot of hats, uh, you know, for that. I've got a great team down there that, uh, you know, uh, if, you, if you look at their job description, they do much more than what just the job description is there. Um, you know, uh, how I got into the position or how I got into the lacrosse center was I was on the radio side, radio and TV side. And uh, for many years, I sold radio advertising and, and was an announcer and then got into the TV side, selling TV in the marketplace. And my favorite account was the lacrosse center. And I got an opportunity to go down there and meet the promoters and meet the, uh, the things that they were doing, everything from, uh, you know, it could be a, uh, the sports and vacation show to the farm show and then the artists that are coming in and working with the promoters. And it just turned out to be one of the favorite accounts that I had. And then uh, back in the uh, 1980, they, they were looking for a, a marketing person and, uh, and uh, had the opportunity to, to go there and apply and was fortunate enough to get it. So I was a marketing person when I first stepped into those, uh, that role over there. And then uh, as, as time went along, I had an opportunity to apply for the director's position and, and got that. And uh, uh, just been a good decision ever since I've been over there. And how long have you been the director? Uh, director for 20 years. And, uh, was that's been, a long time. That's, it is a long time and building the, been at the building for 30. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's didn't expect that when I went in there. You know, you kind of make plans and thinking I was going to be coming back into the, the broadcast industry, but it, it just was the right fit for me and stuck with it. There's no way it can be a nine-to-five job. And it's, oh, no. <laughs> no. It seems like a rough job to be in for 30 years. Well, it's it's... You know, if you like, you know, I always say I got the best job in town. There's a couple of pieces that got a muddy end of the stick, you know, you don't don't enjoy. But for the most part, you know, I got the best job in town. It seems like there's it's two sides of the coin, the the high profile concerts and performances and then the conventions and things like that. Is that accurate or? Yeah, I mean, we've got a number of categories that we've got in there. You know, there's a lot of things that come through town. We may have three, four events going on at one time and people don't even recognize that something's happening at the building because the the high profile events, you know, if it's if it's a, a concert or, you know, a trade show or, you know, the high profile conventions that we got coming in, people are pretty well aware of that. But, you know, we may have a couple of wedding receptions, uh, a smaller three, four hundred person conference or meeting, a banquet, um, you know, those kind of things going on. And, you know, training sessions, you know, that people just don't even realize are happening right now. And uh, those are the kind of things, you know, that uh, maybe the general public doesn't catch on to. But, you know, restaurants, uh, hotels, shopping downtown, uh, the pubs, they know. Yeah, they know that we've got something going on, and uh, that's you know one of our one of our pieces of our mission statement is to uh, deliver an economic impact and a quality of life to the community. And uh, having a building like that does do that with all the people that we can bring into town and the things that can be uh, brought in for entertainment. This is you know you talk about your mission statement, which brings up a, a point I wanted to to talk about. There's a, always a conversation about how it loses money and it's bad and it should make a profit. And is that a misunderstanding of the purpose of the lacrosse center? Well, number one, you need to understand how we're funded. Uh, you know, our mission or our uh, goal is always to break even financially on our operating budget. So every year we've got about a 2.2 to $2.6 million budget. And we do get subsidized by room tax to the tune of about half million dollars. The rest of it we cover with our operating budget. We've done that for 20 years. There had been back in the early 90s, late 90s, a period of time that it didn't, and they changed management. So up 
to that point, you know, we, we are now driven to deliver the bottom line. Now, the definition of breaking even is to cover all of our operating costs. We don't cover our debt service. Any profit that we have at the end of the year goes back to equipment. So I think it's kind of a misnomer to say that we're losing money all the time because it's not the case, you know. Uh, but I will grant that, you know, we don't pay our debt service on the building. But the building at this point in time has been paid off. Now, obviously, we're going into a, an expansion and there's going to be a debt service for the next 20 years on that particular part of it. So, uh, you know, from that definition, we're kind of unique and we've done very, very well, you know, financially. So, you know, the uh, bottom line is, you know, the center doesn't cost an operating budget to the city. It hasn't for a long, long time. Now, COVID certainly threw a big curve at everybody, including the lacrosse center. It's, it's a difficult time right now. So, uh, you know, the economic impact that the center has on top of that then is, is for the hotels, for the restaurants, uh, for the, the pubs, you know, for the shopping, for the gas that's bought in town. All those kind of things, you know, are beneficial. And I think, you know, if you look around the downtown area, there's a lot of hotels that are near the lacrosse center that wouldn't mm-hmm. exist if the center wasn't there. Absolutely. The lacrosse center was never never intended to be a profit making business. I, you Break know, even. Maybe, maybe I'm not even saying it correctly. Is it a misunderstanding? Well, I think for my chair it is. I think it is. You know, I, I, you know, I don't know. You know, a building that can uh, can generate a couple million dollars and and have no operating expenses to it at the end of the year seems to me like a pretty good deal for the community. <laughs> you know, so you know that's when we go into a budget. You know, it does show that. You know, where we have to generate money to pay for ourselves. You know, uh, other other departments, if they've got a couple million dollar budget, you know, uh, they may have some some uh, mechanisms to raise some money. But for most departments in the city of La Crosse, that's an expense line and it's not necessarily a revenue line uh, for the city at all. How common is this arrangement between a performing arts center like this and and the city government? Is this common or uh, I don't it's 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 not unusual, but there are a lot of uh, privatized companies out there that run buildings across the country. So, uh, you know, I think we're probably in the minority. It doesn't mean that uh, it's right or wrong. It's just, uh, you know, there's there's like six or eight of us buildings and six, seven or eight buildings in the state of Wisconsin that are run like we are. Uh, and there are uh, a few buildings that are privatized and, you know, outside companies run them, you know, and you know, I've seen it go both ways. You know, I've seen, you know, Mankato, Minnesota go from uh, city run to privatized back to city run, you know. So, you know, it's just uh, a flow of, you know, where people want it to go. And, you know, we've been we've been fortunate and uh, uh, for the, the life and the, the existence of the lacrosse center to be city run and, and operated. And I think very well. It's been profitable. Does being a, and you don't have to answer this if you don't. Do, <laughs> is being a. Are you, are you a city employee? I am a city employee. Okay. Does that make your life easier or more difficult? <laughs> well, it it it, uh, it throws some curves sometimes, uh, you know, because it's the city politics, you know, and uh, the uh, you know uh, things that we have to do are you know obviously in we're open session, you know, we're like anything else, you know, open records and things like that, and you know, people do ask for things on occasion, you know, and I mean that that's just the way it is, and that's okay, you know, we're, we we know that. Um, and that's, you know, when we do meetings, they're open meetings, and, uh, you know, we just uh, you know, run, a, run it accordingly. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not bad. You know, sometimes there's little challenges with it, but, you know, uh, you know, sometimes I look around, you know, I've got a board, I've got a mayor, I've got a council, you know, citizens to, to respond to. And so, you know, there's a lot of people that, uh, that can be labeled as, as my boss. Right. 
you you might have you might live the definition of rock in a hard place, the one in between. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. It's just interesting, you know. Like I said, it, it you know from from my standpoint, though, I've, I've been very fortunate, and uh, we've we've got a great city here, and I think we've had a great run with uh, you know the, the city leaders and and the people that have been involved in the board and in the community and the support that we get from the community. So I th- you know I think we're very fortunate in La Crosse, Wisconsin, to have a La Crosse Center. Yeah, it can be easy to forget sometimes that the La Crosse Center isn't a private business; it doesn't belong to somebody else. This is our La Crosse Center. I'm Ken Cooper. Thanks for listening to Around River City. You can check out AroundRiverCity.com for more podcasts and lots of really useful information about things that are going on in the area. When we come back, Art and I will talk about reconstruction and the future of the Lacrosse Center. I'm Ken Cooper, and this is Around River City. Got more to come with Art Fay, the director of the Lacrosse Center for the past couple of decades. But here's a question for you. Just right off the top of your head, what is the biggest show to come through town at the Lacrosse Center? I asked Art that question, and we'll get his answer a little later. But first, we have to talk about construction. It's definitely changing. Well, it is. I mean, uh on two different fronts. I mean, one on the expansion front, because it took about five years to get to this point, you know, and talking about the expansion and what we wanted to do, because it was brought to our attention, you know, what do you want to be 50 years from now, 30 years from now? And, uh, you know, we had to do some things to take a look at what the benefit of the city would be and benefit of the center would be, you know, in looking at long range planning like that. And so, we, you know, we kind of looked at it and said, okay, the type of building we want to be, you know, is going to be for more convention space, meeting space. Um, you know, we've, we think we've got the building that's the right size as far as the entertainment because you don't want to be too big, too big in a market our size, you know, because if you've got 10,000 seats, you know, and you try to bring that in lacrosse Wisconsin in a community of 50,000, you know, I know there's obviously more people from the region that would come, but uh, filling up a 10,000-seat arena in our marketplace might be a little difficult on an ongoing basis. So we think we've got the right size arena. Um, you know, that we think there's business that we could have being a, a tri-state area type of building. And, you know, occasionally we get that national uh, type of event. But our real success has always been in multiple small events. And uh, that, that's been really, 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 really strong area for us. And that's where we think our growth is still going to be. So right now, I mean, with the expansion, uh, we are about uh, almost to the first phase of it being completed, which was uh, a remodel of the inside of the building, adding uh the, the North Hall, which we tore down and rebuilt, that in February will become uh, uh, operational again. And then uh, the rest of the building is scheduled for the end of uh, November of 2021, when uh, that'll be ready to go. And, uh, you know, with COVID and all the activity that's happened around COVID or lack of activity, the construction has been able to go on and move ahead very rapidly. Um, the exterior and the additions are right on target. We're a little bit ahead as far as the interior. Um, and uh, it hasn't slowed down because of any illness that the construction company has experienced. Uh, product as far as uh, steel and uh, glass and cement and all the things that go with putting a building together have, have been readily available. So, uh, you know, the timing on this is we're right on. We haven't fallen behind. Um, also, it, uh, when we were, we were doing this, we were going to have activity in the building, in the other part of the building. It wasn't being touched. And there were some times that the construction had to slow down or actually stop so we could have the events. Uh, because of COVID and not having events, uh, it's, it's got a situation now where uh, they just kept on moving. So, uh, so the construction side of it has been bright. 
you know, uh, COVID itself is, is, you know, not just the lacrosse center, but just about any mass gathering venue in the country right now is scratching their head and trying to figure out how do we get going again. You know, you've, you've seen some of these outdoor driving concerts out there, and mm-hmm. that's about one of the few things that seems to have some success on it right now. Um, what is know, the feeling in your industry of uh, what percentage are going to make it through and, and how, how we're going to come through? You know, I haven't heard percentages on this right now. Uh, what I the things you're hearing is when will it start letting up, you know? And uh, we're hearing mid of 2021 we'll start seeing the entertainment industry coming back. Now that will be the summer and the the amphitheaters and things like that. You know, if one if um, you know there's a vaccine because the vaccine's got to come out and help it, um, and then two is the the world, the community, the concert goers willing to come back out and gather like that at that kind of time, um, you know, and then the artists themselves, are they willing to go out in that kind of time frame? So, you know, a lot of has to happen between now and next summer, you know, maybe fourth quarter of, of 2021, you know, it's, it's been a real slowdown and we're trying to slowly get back into the business, you know, of, of those meetings. And, you know, we've kind of gone a roller coaster here and it oscillates back and forth from different metrics of what the county and the collaborationist are trying to do. And as that kind of goes back and forth from, uh, you know, severe to, to high to tolerable, you know, you know <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's a kind of a tough thing to do because if you're planning a meeting and we, we go from, uh, uh, you know, 50% capacity down to 25% or 50 people, you know, that changes everything and it makes it hard to make plans. So it's, it's been difficult to, to try to plan for the future right now and try to get a sense of it. You know, a lot of our events are really still in place for 2021. Um, we only had one or two that have changed some, some of their, uh, their mission, what they're going to do then. But a lot of things for 2020 are either canceled or moved into 2021. I hear a lot of people talking, a lot of people who do what you do talking about how 2021 and into 22 are going to be incredibly busy trying to fit in all of the shows that were scheduled for then and the makeup shows too. Are you worried about that at all? Or? Uh, that'd be a good thing to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's not only the shows, it's, it's the meetings and conventions and, and the, you know, the delayed weddings, you know, all those kind of things, you know, that people are looking for to, to get back into it. But, you know, the world's changing too with all the, the virtual meetings that are going on out there and how that's mm-hmm. going to change how right. meetings are held. So, uh, you know, we're, we're all, we're all kind of looking to see what direction this is going to all take us. I like being in a room with people, so I, I think I think we'll swing back that direction somewhat. Well, I, I think you just don't get everything on a on a meeting on Zoom or on the computer. You know, you don't get the body language, you don't get the interaction. Uh, you, frankly, you don't get the the sidebars. You know that that come with that and uh, that personal one on one, which I, I just think we're all made of and yeah. we have to have the little I'm using air quotes meetings that happen in the hallways on your way to the other meetings yep. or on your way to lunch. That's where it really happens. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you walk out of there and, you, you know, in our world, you know, it's, you know, what are you doing now? How, do you, how are you making things change? You know, and it's those kind of sidebars and just sitting down with somebody and talking to them and having lunch with them. You know, you, there's so much more you get out of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, fingers crossed. I hope that happens uh, at some point. In the foreseeable future. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you said that the you know the lacrosse center is looking ahead thirty to fifty years. Um, how, how far ahead are you looking? Well, you know, I, I'm you know it's probably no secret out there. You know, I'm I'm of the age. I'm eligible to retire. You know, I, like I said, I've got a great job. You know, my my f- 
uh, effort here is to get the, the building built, get it going, you know, and then we'll take a look and see where it takes me, you know, uh, right then and there. You know, there's there's another generation that will come along, you know, and I've had a, a great run down there, you know. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not one that's going to be, you know, there 10 years from now. But uh, I certainly <laughs> want to get the building open and, and get it running and, and, you know, turn it over to some great people and, and continue the, the legacy that the center has in the, in the marketplace. Are you getting excited for the completion? Oh, and- I got, Ken, you know, you, you walk through there. We get, we get convention, or, uh, uh, tours, construction tours, and we get the opportunity to walk through some areas. Obviously, the general public doesn't. And there's a, the rooftop terraces up there, and there's a, there's a walkway around that new ballroom, and it's all on the bend of where the, the rivers meet up there. And I'm telling you, it's, it's a spectacular view. You know, and it's going to be a signature location and a signature look for the community. And it's, it's going to be a brand, I think, that, uh, you know, people will recognize and will be really proud of. Can we talk about, I don't know if it's a, a secret, the, the bust you were looking at in Dick's office. Is that, a, is that like a surprise thing or anything? No, or, not really. Or, you know, we, we had the, what we're talking about is Patrick Zilke. Patrick Zilke, a longtime mayor of the city of La Crosse. He's, he's a big, big reason that the center even exists. And uh, there was a room in the building called the Patrick Zilke Suite. So with the construction, uh, the pat- that particular room, that suite that overlooked the river on the backside of the building and the riverside part of the building uh, was torn down. We've got a- another room that's designated for that because uh, we're going to carry on that honor for Pat Zilke. And uh, Dick Record had a-, a bust of Pat Zilke. He came to me probably a year, year and a half ago saying, I've got this and you can use it. And so... Yes, we want to use it. And we've talked to the family. And our intention is, is that one of the rooms, there's going to be a meeting room that's going to overlook the arena. And it's going to be dual meeting room and a pseudo suite that we can use. And we're going to name that the uh, Patrick Zilke suite. And uh, we're going to put a, the bus that, uh, the statue bus that uh, Dick has, that's going to be part of the exterior of it. And we're going to have a plaque up that's going to explain, you know, the, the role of uh, Patrick Zilke and and uh, put some lights on it and have a, a sign up there that says Patrick Zilke Suite and uh, the man deserves it and the family deserves it and uh, you know I was I was pleasantly surprised that Dick had that in his office and we're we're going to take advantage of it and give it a home and it is nice you know as a any business anybody needs to look towards the future but it, it's nice to remember that you wouldn't be able to do what you're doing today without people like Mayor Zilke. That, that's exactly right. The other the other name that goes along with the building is Mary E. Sawyer, Mary E. Sawyer Auditorium. Uh, the arena is, is what that is. I mean, it may have been lost in the shuffle, but back in the 60s, you know, uh, the Mary E. Sawyer and family gave, uh, I believe it was some, 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 in excess of $600,000 to have their first uh, auditorium that was on 4th and uh, La Crosse Streets. And uh, the name just keeps coming, and it's in perpetual motion with the with the building. And so you sure do hear a lot of people of a certain age yep. talk about their first show being there. Yep, the Sawyer Auditorium, the Mary E. Sawyer Auditorium, and that's and that's still the arena itself is the Mary E. Sawyer Auditorium, and so uh, that that'll carry forward. Is there anything you want to talk about? I mean, I well, I think maybe you know just the, the number of people that have been involved with the building. You know, it's just not. The you know myself or you know the, all the list of people who have worked there you know this is this has been a community building and you know there's there's a board of directors there's community support there's business support radio station support you know th- these kind of things lacrosse center doesn't work without that kind of uh, support in the community I mean if if the radio stations weren't willing like Midwest Family weren't willing to work with us and uh, you know 
give tickets away to bonus the show, to promote it, uh, to put PSAs on that uh, talk about what we got coming, and and uh, just the, all those kind of things are, are extremely important because you know this is uh, a building that wouldn't survive without that kind of support. And Lacrosse and the Lacrosse area have been extremely supportive of, of the venue that we've had down there, and I think it's. Uh, you know, it adds to the quality of life. Like we said, it's part of the mission statement. But I think people can be very proud of it, and it's a, it's a fabulous building. And you know, you look around, and we we got calls from, you know, neighboring communities in the Midwest that say, "How'd you put that together?" You know, because some cities our size can't do it. And Lacrosse was supportive, and we've got it, and we continue to grow. So, as you look back, what do you think about the path? your life has taken from a radio announcer to <laughs> director of the lacrosse center. You know, I, I, I didn't plan this and I guess a lot of people don't, you know, I kind of planned as you and I had talked before about, you know, trying to get into Minneapolis and get into the media market up there. And that was when I was in the media, I wanted to do that. And I got over there and, you know, boy, you know, things just fell into place. I liked, you know, it's how many people can say they like going to their job every day. And I did for, for the whole career that I've been over there. So, you know, Glad, glad it could be part of it. That's Art Fay, director of the Lacrosse Center. And I'm Ken Cooper. Thanks for listening. Check out all we have to offer at aroundrivercity.com. You know, there have been a lot of big shows at the Lacrosse Center over the years. And when we come back, Art will give us some behind the scenes memories from the biggest one that he can remember. This is Around River City. This is Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper. We all have memories of our favorite shows at the Lacrosse Center, or maybe the biggest shows that we were able to see at the Lacrosse Center. I asked Art Bay what would be one of those memories for him. Well, you know, I think we got you know one of the the big ones in my career has been Elton John, and uh, yeah, the, the, that sold out one hundred and twenty nine dollar ticket, which still today is still a high price ticket. Um, we were uh, told that he just told his promoters and his and his agent take me where I've never been before and we were one of the smallest markets that he went around that he would accept because you know our, our gross on that was approximately half of what he normally would get and, uh, and he was willing show, to do that yeah yeah and par- particularly what happened was is uh, it was an April show and we got everything everything was set the room was set the stage was set uh, everybody was here except Elton John and his pilot and it snowed about four or five inches, and people were coming to the show. And at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, he says, I'm not coming up. He was down in Atlanta. He said, I'm not drive, flying into that. So uh, we had to cancel the show, you know, about six hours before showtime. And, you know, people were driving from all over the Midwest to come see him. And uh, they said, how come we can make it? And he can't, you know, and it was just just the way it was. And uh, But he did come back, and he made up the show, and he did a fabulous show, you know. But it was uh, – just one of those things that, you know, we had everything. I mean, literally everything. We were show ready. Yeah, oh, and, yeah. And uh, it just didn't happen that day. It did happen, but not that particular day. Uh, I'm assuming you get the call? What, I got the call, yeah. We, we what is that like? Well, you could almost tell because I got it from the promoter. And it was Frank Productions, who uh, now FPC Live out of Madison, and we worked with them, and I, this is the second generation that we've worked with, and we've known these people forever. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things kind of progressively told us, you know, that this was this might happen. And by the time it got to the, the call saying it was going to happen, um, then, you know, you could just tell. You know, just, I got something to tell you. Oh, no, here it comes. And we knew it. And then uh, it was just a matter of controlling the message. 
you know, and getting it out there and, and you know, that would be made up. They promised it would be made up. So we didn't have the exact information because we had to look at dates and availabilities and the routing and the other cities that he had to fill in as well. So uh, ultimately we got it, we got it all put back together. But uh, yeah, it's just, your heart just goes out because, you know, all these people have made all these plans, hotels, dinners, travel, uh, you know, reserving the tickets, all that. And, uh, you know, it, it just didn't happen. But fortunately he made it up to the community and the city and the area. Yeah. That Well, and you think about it, it, it really is a ripple effect because I'm guessing there were restaurants and bars that had anticipated the crowd. Oh, and yeah. And so they had stocked up on different things and it really... Everything. I mean, people were here. I mean, so people stayed, they took their hotels, they, they went out for dinner, just the show was absent, you know, and if they couldn't make up the makeup date, obviously we gave refunds, but it didn't, you know, uh, really make everybody whole in comparison to what they were expecting. So the experience was, was still going to be having uh, Elton John in town, but, uh, you know, it was just delayed in that disappointment on that particular day on short notice. Do you get to meet artists like that on that level? Uh, on that particular day, we did meet Elton John. Uh, the, the, the kind of the funny story on that one was, and you know, my food and beverage manager and Dave Giefer, you know, he, we tease him about it all the time because, you know, Dave goes back and he said, okay, we're, we got an opportunity to, to meet Elton John. And they said, give him a present because at that time he just adopted his, or had the, yeah. the new baby. And uh, so they said, give him a present that, that reflects that. So we were looking around and they said, get a, a little baby jersey or something. And we were having a hard time finding anything and we finally got something. And we go backstage and we go back into one of the corners and it was pretty dark back there and Dave's taking pictures and all of a sudden he's going, oh no, oh no. And he's taking pictures. I couldn't figure out what was going on. And then he pulls out his camera and he takes a shot. Well, he, he had the camera uh, he wasn't familiar with. He didn't have the F-stops on it. So oh, all no. we got was silhouettes. Oh. That's all we got on those pictures. We didn't get we didn't get a good shot out of it. But, you know, it's just, so you just take it. He's there. He's there with you about 30 seconds and gone. But they're just like us. They're just they're working stiffs, getting ready for their show. Yeah, yeah. What year was that? Elton John? Yeah. I don't remember the exact year. Maybe about 10, 11 years ago now. I don't remember exactly when that was. I knew that was, obviously, it's a big show for lacrosse. But I thought it was funny that, you know, doing what I do for a living, you do a very fairly often have people say, hey, can you get me some tickets? Hey, can you? Sure. I had people that I hadn't talked to in a decade. <laughs> hey, Ken. Just thought I'd reintroduce myself. We met, you know, I was the the you know the guy at the grocery store ten years ago. You got any tickets to Elton John? Yeah, yeah. That 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 was a hot hot ticket. I mean, it was I think it was a twenty nine and a hundred and twenty nine dollar ticket. So the upper corners were twenty nine bucks, and that was the the lost leader on them. And the rest of the house was one hundred and twenty nine. And we did it in three sixty. And on stage he goes and did a great show. Ah, I never did get to that show. By the way, that show happened on May fourth. 2011. It's not as far back as I thought, actually. Hey, thank you, Art Fay, for the memories over the last 30 years, for the conversation here, and for helping make River City a really cool place to live. You can go to AroundRiverCity.com for more episodes of this podcast and more to listen to. You'll also find great resources for when you're looking for, well, just about anything around River City. Thank you for listening. I'm Ken Cooper, and this is Around River City. 